Hello there. Welcome to the podcast that we call Frenchie, a show dedicated to the stories and legacies of the French-speaking Cajuns of World War II, as told by the veterans themselves. I'm your host, Jason Theriot. For 20 years, I've been interviewing World War II veterans and capturing their stories. Many of them were Cajuns, people of Acadian descent. When the young Cajuns went overseas, their ability to speak French proved invaluable to military operations, and it had a profound impact on their sense of a Cajun identity. What emerged from this unique wartime experience was a long-lost pride in their heritage. When the military needed bilingual interpreters, they called on Frenchie to bridge the language gap. In this special episode, we will revisit the recently held Cajun-Acadian World War II commemoration that took place at the National World War II Museum in April of 2022. This historic event, 20 years in the making, was a collaboration between myself, the Consulate General of Canada, and the World War II Museum in New Orleans. We honored four French-speaking World War II veterans, three from South Louisiana and one from Beaubasson in New Brunswick, Canada. We were joined in the Freedom Pavilion by several dignitaries and guest speakers, including Stephen Watkins, the President of the Museum, Billy Nungesser, the Lieutenant Governor of Louisiana, Dr. Rachel McCormick, the Consulate General of Canada, Colonel Alan Lafreniere of Canada, and Colonel Pete Crane with the museum, who served as the program MC. A link to the hour-long video can be found in the description box of this podcast episode. The highlight of the afternoon was my on-stage interview with Norris Morvon, a Thibodeau native who served in General Eisenhower's office as a liaison's man and a French interpreter. All four veterans received special awards from the Canadian government and got a standing ovation from the nearly 200 people in the audience. Maggie Hartley, who is the Director of Public Engagement at the World War II Museum, was instrumental in planning and orchestrating this historic event. She was kind enough to join us on this episode. Welcome, Maggie. Thank you, Jason. It is an honor to be on the Frenchie podcast and to have worked with you on this commemoration of Frenchie's service during World War II, um, particularly this event that we held at the National World War II Museum on Wednesday, April 27th, Cajun Acadian World War II commemoration, a salute to French-speaking veterans. It was an absolute incredible event with two Cajun veterans and their families who attended. We had a crowd of around 200 people in attendance, but hundreds more who watched online and thousands who have viewed it since then through the recordings on our many different channels online. Um, it personally for me was one of the most rewarding events that I have been a part of. It was a very emotional event, particularly at the end. And so, you know, I think it's just a very clear reminder of why we are doing what we're doing right now to recognize, especially on your end, the Frenchies who served in World War II for us, everyone who was um, in service during World War II or served on the home front to make sure that we capture these stories so that we can tell them for generations to come. Um, it was also great working with the Consulate General's Office of, um, in Dallas, Texas, the Canadian Consulate. It was such an incredible team that pulled all of this together to make a memorable, memorable event for these veterans and for 
everyone in attendance that day. And I hope that all of your podcast listeners will go and check out the recording of the program. It is available on the World War II Museum's Facebook page, Vimeo page, as well as our YouTube page. And whenever you make it back to New Orleans, please come visit us here at America's World War II Museum in New Orleans, Louisiana. Thank you so much, Jason, for everything, and I look forward to working with you again in the future. We will start off this program with Shirley Guidry, one of our event honorees. Gidry, or Gaidry, as his buddies in the Army like to call him, is a native of Rain, Louisiana. He served in France and Germany as an engineer with the 244th Combat Engineers. They built pontoon bridges across the Rhine and Elbe Rivers. As a native-born Cajun, Gidry fit right in at home in France. I'm Shirley Gidry. I was born and raised in Rain, Louisiana. I was uh, on a farm. And uh, matter of fact, at the age of six years old, on the, on the day of my birthday, 1931, August 10th, I started picking cotton. <laughs> and later on, at 12 years old, I was on a wagon on the rice field, bringing the rice to the old, old trasher. And uh, at 12 years old, I was on a wagon. So I know what work is. <laughs> I couldn't speak a word English when I went to school. At six years old, the teacher had to teach us how to speak English. And thank God, her name was made Kate. The old teacher that was crazy, so he took the time to teach us how to speak English. <laughs> we wound up, we went to, we landed in France, and uh, in England, so we landed in England, Bristol, England, and crossed the English Channel on Christmas Day, 1944. Wow. And wind up in France, and then eventually went to the war, to Germany, and uh, we built the last bridge of the war on the Air River. As a French-speaking Cajun, Guidry was an interpreter for his unit. His Cajun ancestry really came in handy. In this clip, Guidry talks about how the French people were excited to meet a French-speaking American soldier. And while his Cajun French and their French was a bit different, they got along just fine. He was fond of the locals, but was not too fond of their version of Push Café, which was coffee mixed with cognac. Well, uh, uh, because I talked to him, see? Mm -hmm. see the body, that's what they all decided. It's all Americans talking French, French. <laughs> so we thought, and then of course, the, 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 the friends of mine, they called me over. <laughs> And talking to them, they knew what they were saying, so I had to come and mm -hmm. interpret. You know, they were, they were so happy to, to see, to be able to, to talk to somebody in French, you know. But he said, Comment ça va, monsieur? Comment vous ça va? It's different than the occasion, you know. Comment vous ça va? Uh, mm -hmm. you know? mm -hmm. oh, c'est bon, c'est bon, c'est bon. And uh, it's a big, big to do, you know. Mm -hmm. They were so happy that. Yes, about an American talk, French, you know, broken, broken French, but uh, I got along with it. And then, of course, like I said, they called me over, guide me, because <laughs> they're trying to interpret what they were saying. Mm -hmm. And uh, 
was a, it was fresh and really, really, really beautiful people. Mm -hmm. They had some uh, coffee for that, and they put some uh, uh, cognac, instead of whiskey, cognac. They put café. They said, we had to put café. Where, where, where? And tasted like hell. <laughs> we drank it, you know. They like the, like the cognac in my coffee. <laughs> put café, they call it. <laughs> so, but they were beautiful people, mm -hmm. you know. Yeah. They, they were so happy to see the Americans, you know. Mm -hmm. yeah, especially when we got in French, you know. They, 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 those, those guys couldn't, I was the only one that could uh, speak Cambridge, French. So naturally, they, they called me over, when they meet somebody on the street or something. They were talking, but they didn't know what they were saying. So, hey, Gregory, Gregory, come here. <laughs> called me over, so I go in and we start talking, and then I, I interpreted that, what they were saying, you know. So it came in handy, mm -hmm. really did. You know, my Cambridge my uh, ancestry really came in handy, yeah. Up next is Addie Malasso who is the last living member of the Louisiana National Guard from World War II. He joined Company F of Brobridge, the 156th Infantry Regiment of the Louisiana National Guard in 1940, and trained with this all-Louisiana unit for two years. He arrived in France in July 1944 as a replacement officer in the 83rd Reconnaissance Battalion in support of the 3rd Armored Division's drive across Europe his job was to communicate with the local people in France. His French proved invaluable to his unit's success and to his survival. My name is Addy Melanson, and I'm the only one left out of the 156 Infantry. I got off a ship at La Hague, French, and they found out I could so say speak French. And the train was supposed to come pick up some troops and when they got there, I started talking to Cajun French. That old French, that old Frenchman on the train says, Quoi, quoi vous dites? I told him in Cajun French, He did took off for the body too. I said, well, why not? But he said, that's not French. <laughs> so I realized I had to change my language. So I said, you talk to me. And uh, it didn't take long for me to adapt myself to their French, where they could not adapt themselves to Cajun French. Most of the words in Cajun French came from the people from Nova Scotia. Their French and our French was pretty close together. We had to contact the mayors in those towns and have some people sponsor us. And when they found out we could speak part of their French, they used to get the younger ones to take, put, get us together and make us translate our Cajun French to the real French. And it didn't take long because this mostly it's the they rattled from here and we had to tell them to slow down, speak slow, and we thought we got along that way. We wanted some food. Okay. So we asked them in French, comment ça serait pour du manger? Then they understood the word manger because both, manger is the same in both ways. So they tell us, yes, we got some food for you. We, on a du manger pour vous autres. So he gave us some food. That's how we learned to 
get along with them. We could find out from the French people where the Germans were. I was asked to talk to the French people to find out what was ahead. Not all the time, but most of the time they were helpful. Hmm. And it helped a lot. It protected me because I wasn't in the front. I was in the back listening to the French people. The French people could, I don't know if they could say French or what, but they could say Cajun. But everybody in my company called me Cajun. Le Cartier. Le Cartier, yes. That was me. As part of this commemoration event, we honored a French-speaking Acadian veteran from Canada, Alphonse Vautour. He enlisted in the Canadian Army on September the 6th, 1939, and served with the famed North Shore Regiment. This unit, made up of many French-speaking Acadians from the Bobasson area in New Brunswick, landed at Juneau Beach on D-Day, June the 6th, 1944. Vautour drove a small armored vehicle called a Bryn gun carrier throughout the battlefields of France, Holland, and Germany. My name is Alphonse Vautour, and I was with the North Shore Regiment. The, the North Shore, there was a lot of French speakers in the What is from a Batters? Yeah. Batters area? Yeah. It's all French, well, mostly. Okay. Okay. Did, did the officers let you speak in French amongst yourselves? Did you, did you have to... to... Oh, oh, no, you, just, you spoke whatever you like. Okay. Yeah. That wasn't, that never was a problem. But it, 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 did, it didn't take long to learn English enough. You went. You were on Juneau Beach uh, on June sixth. Yeah. The first, the first landing. The, the first group. The very yeah, first, the first group. group. Okay. Okay. So, uh, when you opened the door, you had to. You were the first ones to. Yeah. I was. I, I was driving the bring and carriers. It's a tank, you know, okay. the big tank. Okay. It was going about thirty miles an hour. In this next clip, the interviewer. Jean-Robert Frigault asks him about how the French speakers got along with the English speakers. Vautour said there was no discrimination against the Frenchies, and in fact, some of the officers in the North Shore Regiment were French speakers themselves. The important thing, he said, was that they all understood each other. Pendant la guerre, s'il y avait, il y avait des Anglais qui étaient un peu euh, contre ça ou non, non. non, tout le monde était ami. Oui, dans ce temps-là, tout le monde était ami. Dans ce temps-là, tout le monde était ami. Puis dans nos chers régiments, il y avait quand même pas mal de Français. Là. Il y avait des officiers qui étaient français. Il y avait, ah, oui. il y avait des officiers qui étaient anglais. Puis, mm -hmm. Tout le monde était. OK. Non, non, il a pas de ce qu'on In this final bit, Vautour's daughter, who sat in for the interview, expressed her father's interest in one day traveling to Louisiana to meet some Cajun people. So, Dad, uh, well, we know that we never made it to Louisiana. But uh, do you want to say a special message for the people, the Cajun in Louisiana? In Louisiana? I wish I, if there was a trip, I would come. I, I think I, I, I feel good enough. I would like to go. To Louisiana? Mm -hmm. Louisiana. You know, meet some people. 
Yeah, yeah, they, they, you, would, you would feel right at home. Sadly, Mr. Vatour passed away during the planning of this commemoration event. He was 102 years old. I received a special note of thanks from his daughter, who wrote, This award certainly adds to remember and celebrate him. For that, I would like to extend our sincere gratitude to all of you for making this happen. This commemoration event would not have been possible without the support and interest from the Consulate General's Office of Canada. The staff out of the Dallas, Texas office led this effort from the get-go. It illustrates the continuing efforts to showcase the linkages between the Francophone peoples of Louisiana and Canada, and no doubt strengthen the ties between the Cajuns and our Acadian cousins from up north. And now a message from the Consulate General of Canada, Dr. Rachel McCormick. French is one of the two official languages of Canada. It is not only an essential part of our identity and our culture, but also an important advantage that allows us to forge links with Francophone communities around the world. As an active member of the Organisation Internationale de la Francophonie, Canada works closely with its Francophone partners all over the world to promote the French language and the diversity of Francophone cultures, including in the digital sphere. Together, we also work to protect our shared values of democracy, peace, human rights, and solidarity. Defense and security relations between Canada and the United States are long-standing, well-entrenched, and highly successful. The closeness of the Canada-U.S. defense partnerships provide both countries with greater security than could be achieved individually. The stories shared by these World War II veterans reflect these unique partnerships. From joint training exercises to personal exchanges, strategic policy discussions, and operational cooperations, our countries share a broad-based, dynamic, and mutually beneficial relationship. This concludes this episode of the Frenchie Podcast. I'm your host, Jason Terrio. Join us for more of the fascinating stories of the French-speaking Cajuns of World War II as told by the veterans themselves. The next episode will feature a full interview from 2021 with Norris Morvan, one of the honorees at the commemoration who rode the back roads of France in a Jeep delivering messages from General Eisenhower's headquarters. We'd like to thank our supporters, the Acadian Museum in Erath, the Regional Military Museum in Homa, the Atchafalaya National Heritage Area, and Codafil. A special thanks goes to the Council General of Canada and her staff and the National World War II Museum for putting on this great event. The Frenchie Podcast music is provided by Josh Caffrey and Chris Segura.